Hey everybody, welcome to episode number 35 of the A1 Auto Body Podcast. Sorry I'm a little late with this one. I uh, kind of forgot what day we were on and everything. The days are all just kind of blending together right now because of this COVID thing. So I hope that you guys enjoy this. Today I'm speaking with Daniel Vione. He is a um, man who was homeless and was living out of his work truck. And within five years, um, he retired. He's now retired and he doesn't work anymore. He has enough money in the bank that he can take care of himself for the rest of his life. Um, I would definitely suggest listening carefully to Daniel and what he has to say. He's a super interesting guy. He has a really cool story and he shows that guys like us, blue collar, normal people, um, can do big things with smart investing and saving. That's really what it comes down to. I hope you guys enjoy this. Um, so without further ado, let's do it. Hey everybody, how's it going? Welcome to today's episode of the A1 Auto Body Podcast. Today I am speaking with Daniel Vion. Um, he is just a really cool story about someone who um, kind of set their mind to something and kind of went out and got it. A few years ago, Daniel was homeless. Um, he was living in a work truck, and within the last few months, um, he retired with enough money in the bank to be able to kind of, you know, live for the rest of his life. Um, and we're going to get into all that. And But does that does that sound right, Daniel, what I just said? Yeah, pretty much to sum it up. <laughs> <laughs> You're so humble. <laughs> um, so I guess the best place for us to start would just be to start from the beginning where did you grow up um well i'm from uh california uh mission viejo so like the orange county area southern cali pretty much um yeah and what was what kind of uh childhood did you have was it like money always a a priority growing Uh, up so um, well, I come from a separated family, let's just put it that way, which a lot of us do experience. Um, so I, I lived with my dad for the longest time. He was a uh, active duty military at the time. Um, and then for a portion of my time, I lived with my grandparents. Um, I wouldn't say money as anyone who's ex-military knows, you know, you don't go in there for money. So but it, it was, it was stable, I guess. Um, and uh, there were some times where there was a problem. Uh, money was an issue sometimes. It wasn't. I honestly never really paid attention to those things. Um, and I think that's probably one of the reasons why um, I guess I thrived in certain scenarios. Um, because I don't really pay attention to, like, the negative parts on in my surroundings. I tend to focus or, or I guess, zoom out of those things and just keep on you know, focusing on the things that I, I, I choose to, to pay attention to, I guess. Which, um, you know, even as a kid, I, I sort of always, I guess, kind of had my crap together more <laughs> than, than other people, I guess. Um, well, yeah. I definitely didn't, so good for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so you, growing up in, uh, how do you pronounce it? Is it Mission Viejo? Yeah, Mission Viejo, but, you know, after that, I had to move. So just to sum it up, man, I've had 25 different schools. That's when I decided what? to come. Yeah, I mean, I moved all over the states. Uh, we went to Panama. He was stationed there for a little bit. Um, so, you know, I've been all around, man. So um, I think in my high school years alone, I had four different high schools, just to sum it up. So, yeah. What was that like? <laughs> To be honest, uh, um, I've you know I've heard it from different people. It didn't really affect me, like like I mentioned. I've, um, um, you know, I could have made a lot of excuses for when things were going bad, but no, it just it, it was mostly, um, you know, we moved. Uh, it made new friends. I, uh, I played a lot of sports, so I guess that's probably why um, I didn't focus on the negatives. Maybe, perhaps. <laughs> it must. Uh, it it probably was a good thing. I mean you know, depending on who you are as a person, but it's probably a, a good thing to teach you how to make friends, you know, moving around a lot and having to always kind of be that new person. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't, I mean, it, it wasn't easy, but I, so I, I, I had to 
teach myself a lot of things. Um, maybe that's why I was kind of forced to grow up a little bit faster. Because my dad was quiet, you know, just typical uh, blue collar guy. So he didn't really talk. <laughs> <laughs> the things I did learn from him was, you know, he, he was really good with money too. So he, he he didn't really spend a lot of it. I've noticed that he never had anything flashy. He just sort of saved it. And uh, that was it. You know, just a quiet guy. We didn't really talk. So um, I did pick up a few things for him. <laughs> but uh, social skills were definitely not one. <laughs> and then after, so you went through school, and then when you graduated from high school, you went in and joined the joined the military. Is that right? Um, what happened is, you know, I, I knew college just wasn't for me at the time. And so I took a year off. Uh, working in, uh, in a bank, in a theater, I think, movie theater, um, until I finally decided to join in the military, which was another issue because, um, you know, my, my, my father, my family wanted me to go to the Air Force, actually, and, and be like uh, like medical, like on the medical side. But, I, you know, I didn't want to do that. I wanted to do something different. So I went into the Army. I asked, I asked the recruiter, man, hey, what's the thing that leaves the quickest? You know, and he said infantryman. I had no idea. I'm from Cali, all right. I had no idea what an infantryman was. So, um, I think I watched um, what was that movie? Uh, we were soldiers, and that kind of <laughs> pumped me up. And I was like, all right, all right, let's do this. It just looks fun. And um, and I think most people from Cali are like that. You know, it's not like like the honor of being in the military or like uh, infantry or airborne or any of that crap. It's just like you know, hey, what pays me the most? And that's sort of how it started. You know, hey, if you do this, you'll get this much. If you do this, you'll get this much. So uh, the money has always been a thing for me. I'm not going to lie. Um, and, and I try to make it in, in whatever I do, I guess, including when I was, you know, 21, I was 20, trying to join. <laughs> and did you end up serving overseas or, or did you, what kind of experience, what kind of military experience did you have? Um, well, active duty for five years and some change, I think like nine months. Um, I did go overseas. Uh, it, it was, to be honest, it was fun. Uh, for me, at least, it, it was never uh, a bad experience, actually. I, I did get a lot of skills from that, um, which I think only made my, my own skills that I already brought stronger in terms of, like, the things that I could do. Um, and, uh, you know, infantry compared to other jobs, there's a lot of, within the military, there's a lot of talk and shit talk. I mean, crap talk, let's just put it that way. Um, <laughs> you can but, swear, uh, don't worry about it. Okay, well, you should talk between <laughs> each other. But, um, I mean, it's two different worlds, man. It's, you know, one world where you're, um, you know, you have a nine to five, like most jobs, like in the military that are not infantry or not combat related. And then, you know, we, if we weren't training or we weren't doing something, it was like, kind of like, well, what are we going to do, right? So, um, but repetition, the, the fact that you had to always, um, you know, sort of memorize drills and, and, and follow rules, you know, you didn't really have a, a say in anything. We were, uh, and, and not in a charge position, let's just put it that way. It kind of humbles you a little bit, right? I, look, I mean, I have a lot of experiences, uh, you know, I had a, duffel bag, my duffel bag was like, which is a, a big bag where you carry your stuff, throwing my face as soon as I got there, um, to having an injured knee. <laughs> uh, um, so I think it, it, it definitely helps your character if you if you allow uh, yourself to kind of be like a sponge and learn, you know? Uh, would, so. would, you, would you encourage or suggest other people join the military? Uh, I would I would definitely encourage it. I mean, so so there's two there's two ways, and, and I often get into arguments with people on that. Not arguments, but we you know we disagree with the whole college thing. And, and look, I, I well I I have an associates, but it's it's not like education was ever like a must for me. Although I do encourage education, it definitely does pay off. But you have to be realistic with yourself sometimes and go. Um, you know, what set of skills do you actually have in in a place where, you know, the economic systems are always changing, right? Like, we know now that education doesn't always lead you to to the promised land, right? 
right. is, is, is pure skill and just being savvy, man. Like knowing when you take advantage of certain situations. Um, so yes, I would definitely encourage it. I mean, it, it helped my character a lot. Now, not, but my case, you know, is different than everybody else. I know some people that definitely fail, or some people that I have a lot of friends that once they got out, they definitely didn't see that same uh, success they had in there translate into the private sector because it's a different world. And, and it took me uh, a few years to sort of adjust and realize, hey, you know, the world doesn't revolve around me, right? And, and, right. And people have different um, opinions, and, and they don't have to do what I say. So Damn that it. was a shocker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a shocker. I mean, and I think for, for, for those that are higher up, uh, you know, it's definitely going to hit them hard. Um, so, but I definitely encourage them. And it, number one, look, even if you only serve two years or whatever the, the basic terms are now, you know, you get an education free, you get a free education out of it. Okay. So you can get a bachelor's pretty much from it. Um, or, or like a, like a vocational training. If you want to be a mechanic or something like that. Um, everything's paid for. You get more vacation time than anybody else. I can guarantee you that. <laughs> In the military, I remember I mean, we had like four days almost every month. So that was four days out of the month plus your weekends where you weren't really working. <laughs> so that to me that's a pretty sweet deal yeah you're not going to get rich certainly um but but if you play your cards right you can even go to college while you're in there take a few courses and and, and you know sort of i guess that's to the more applied but most of us man we went out we had a good time i i, I enjoyed uh i enjoyed my time in there so i definitely encouraged it um i, I encourage my kids to go and they don't know what to do and they don't have a clear path and yeah, go for it. It's good benefits, <laughs> I definitely think, um, and that's something I've touched on a lot in this show in the past, is that college definitely isn't for everybody. And I think the, the, or at least I hope that the, you know, the, not the ritual, but the, the tradition of, of pressuring your kids to go to college, even if they don't really want to, um, is over. I yeah, think. yeah. I think a lot of people are realizing now that, you know, they really got the short end of the stick on that deal and, and, uh, you know, they weren't ready. I mean, I, I never went to college because not for any smart reason. I just did. I just hated school. It wasn't be, I wasn't, I wasn't smarter than anybody or, but I look back on it now and I'm like, boy, that's like the smartest thing I ever did was start going to college. Yeah. Um, man. Yeah. Especially yeah. since I've always wanted to just turn a wrench. So <laughs> it would have been a big waste of time and money for me to go to college. <laughs> it, exactly. It, and you know what? Debt. That's what I tell people. Debt. It's like the number one thing that I know a lot of uh, friends or even coworkers when I was working had from school was a lot of debt. <laughs> and, and I personally didn't want that. I definitely don't want that for my kids. So um you know, when the time is right, I'll try to teach them about debt. I think managing debt and all that stuff is very important. So, um, so you were in the military. What what happened when you got out? Uh, nothing. I completed my contract. Um, so I um, you know, I got married in the military. She was also active duty. Uh, and like most military, and there's tons of stories on that. <laughs> I, was, I wasn't gonna say that, but I'm glad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, so you know, we got married. It happens, man. You know, I was a little. I don't want to say dumb, but it, lack of experience in that area. Um, so we got married. Um, we had our first son, Jaden, around 2007. And what changed for me is like two years, like at the end of 2009, is since she got diagnosed. Uh, diagnosed. Uh, yeah, diagnosis of uh, autism. So, you know, f f for her it was a little shocking because, you know, like, like, like most people now, she panicked when she read some of the things. But um, I think the fact that I was a little more calm, I guess, and I, I really dug into things even now. You know, like I tried to research as much as I can, not of news, but of my own stuff that I find. Um, and educate myself a little bit better on that. I just decided it was time to get out and focus on, on him because uh, one thing that the military doesn't have even until now is it offers good services for special needs families. There's not a lot of support. In our experience, we were in Fort Bragg at the time in North Carolina, 
and there was like one PA, not even a, a doctor, but she was a PA for the entire base pretty much, actually for the entire city where that was. Uh, they could uh, professionally give you a diagnosis. And it took a long time just to get one, you know, so that he could get the services that he needed. So that kind of opened my eyes and I decided to, all right, you know, it's time to get out. I searched myself, all right, where are the best areas to um, to move so that he can get the schooling that he needs or the help. Um, I was gonna actually stay in North Carolina. After I got out, I got to offer uh, a really good job to work for a private company that trained uh, um, some of the people over there. Mm-hmm. And but I had to give that up, you know, because like, you know what, my my wife at the time and my son, you know, they kind of uh, supported me in doing what I needed to do, right? Because at those times it was really just about my job; everything else came second, and it was time for me to sort of, all right, you know, it's time it's time for me to invest in them now, you know, sort of pay them back. So we decided to move to Cali since I have a little bit of family here and in, uh, in the city of Irvine which offers a lot of good help for special needs uh, family. And, and yeah, it's just time for me at least. That's awesome that you were able to, and that, I think that's really great. As awful as it is, I don't think that there are a lot of people who would be willing to make those commitments. Or I don't, I shouldn't say there's not a lot of people, but I think there's definitely people out there who wouldn't be willing to make those commitments for their family and to help their family out. Um, yeah. But, but, you know, again, everybody's situation is different um, in how you go. Look, there was a time in where I honestly consider that, like, the military was, like, my life. Uh, I pretty much wanted to end there. <laughs> but um, but I, I, I think what opened my mind not only was my son, but the fact that, hey, you know what, I think I can do more if, if I'm outside in terms of, financial stability let's just i mean i'll be honest again money has always been a a thing that i wanted to do or wanted to have all right to some people it's family to some people it's you know hey let me just have the the, this and i'm happy to me it was more like i want to have this much so that i can you know i don't know do something else with it you know and and see how far i can go so i'm um, i'm skipping ahead a little bit here um because but what so I, I said in the beginning of the show that you have now retired. You're 36 years old. Yeah. What um, – I don't know how to put this. What? Why did you want to retire young? You know, I think there's a lot of people who want to and then don't have that um, kind of a reason why to. You know what I mean? They just kind of see yeah. that. Uh, the main part, again, was I was just working so much and – um, I'm not well with the with my ex-wife. We have three kids in total, and, and two of them are actually autistic. Our second one was also autistic, and then I have my younger son. Um, and uh, we did have a daughter, but she passed away from SIDS. Um, but she she also had some deficiencies. So. Oh my God! Well, I yeah. would like to just say I'm so sorry. <laughs> I wasn't prepared for that at all, and I'm I'm really sorry to hear. It's that. not something I share all the time. Yeah, she passed away when she was six months, um, and she was technically our last. But um, you know, it was a roller coaster, and and um, what really moved me to do that was the lack of time that I had to spend with him. Even though after the military, um, you know, I had more time to focus on him, but then as we had more kids. I realized that dude, all I'm doing here now is working, you know, in like 12 hours a day pretty much. Um, so I think that was the biggest, probably the biggest drive. And then the second one was to see if I could do it. Um, I saw a few people online that were doing it. And it, was, it, was, it wasn't a big thing, but I started looking at how they did it, asking questions. And, and yeah, that's pretty much the, the two main reasons why. It's something that I have very little experience with um, myself. With it's, I, I think it was maybe like, I don't know, it was it was a while ago. It was probably like five, six years ago now that I first heard about like the financial independence, retire early. Oh yes, yeah, and all that kind of thing. Um, there's like a whole like. Oh, there's a lot of people now out there putting content. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> on that. Yeah, exactly, and, and a lot of it's very like. 
very jazzed up and and people get so excited about it and they get like they throw their whole life into it and then yeah I always always feel like so many of them are doing it just to to do it and then they're going to you know achieve it and then they're not going to have anything else to do you know I just it is it is And, and to be honest man you don't really retire because you still like so so even if you have a little bit of money it doesn't mean you're gonna use it all right so you're still always finding ways to to create income and let's be honest that's that's like working but this time you're working on your terms so that is the biggest difference it's it's, you're not working for anybody um it's not quite a business so you don't have like a lot of responsibilities or unless you have businesses or maybe rental properties you're still managing somewhat but you, you get to do it on your own terms you perhaps can can hire people to do it for you and then you just manage that in um so the one thing I will advise people is um, it's definitely doable, but but some of the the content out there that, that I found out is just a lot of the people are coming from like high earning incomes, meaning like a hundred thousand plus, if not more. You know, yeah. so it's easier for them to do it. Um, it still takes a little bit of time, but for for the average Joe out there or or you know lady, it, it's not something that is quite easy. Um, Five years ago is when I really, it piqued my interest because mainly I understood the number one debt. Debt was the number one tool to use, uh, not only to grow my own income, but to sort of reach, I guess, financial independence. Um, and it's something that I think we, in America, we 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 don't quite understand. Um, we use debt as a means to, of income almost like we count debt at our credit cards and loans and things like almost like in, in our own income scope and it's not the reality um you should be using debt or credit lines to your advantage meaning only use that if you know you're, it's going to grow into something else um so for example credit cards you know with all the miles now they're giving you back and incentives if you spend this much we'll give you two percent on your next grocery purchases like you should be doing your homework and and um you don't have to get miles for flying. You can use them now to even buy um you know uh kitchens and freaking refrigerators. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so 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 there's a there's there's a lot of opportunity there to to really take advantage of that. Um loans, there's this discussion about to owning a home against renting. I personally wanted to do the whole live rent free. So um you know, off the the things that I do have, it basically pays for my rent in a nice, in a really new apartment that I love because I have like two pools and a bunch of other stuff in the kitchen. <laughs> so, you know, you're balling out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, in Southern California, it's not cheap. So, but it, it's really just controlling that. I understood, and when I got divorced, when my divorce was finally final, I was like, you know what? Let me get rid of all this debt first, and. Uh, we both got, but I got stuck with a lot of her debt, so I needed to to go ahead and, and do that first. Um, I paid off what I could, and you know what? Hey, I filed for bankruptcy too, because unfortunately, just it, it it's not unfortunate. It's a tool that we have, and this is this is an this is advice that I got from a lawyer actually. You know, America is the only country that has um, a bankruptcy law to protect people. Okay, we should be using it, and I, I know it, it. We're just so accustomed to hear like hey that you know if you go to bankruptcy or this is bad no it's not man a lot of companies a lot of people that are well off use it when i went to the bankruptcy court there was people that were well off let me tell you number one because in the cars they arrived where they were dressed this is like their seventh bankruptcy all right <laughs> and here i am feeling bad for owing, you know not, not even that much it's for a car that she had among other things uh but so that's what companies do too. When, when they can't pay, guess what they do? And we, we're seeing that in the news now, right? It, it's no right. file from bankruptcy. They'll get off of that and they start a new business somewhere else. So use it. You know, it's a tool that you have. Yes, you have to pay a price. But uh, from a mortgage and credit background, I tell you, in two, three years, you know, you'll, you'll be you'll be fine. So if you can swallow two years of just using cash, which it will teach you how to control your debt anyway, or budgetize, you know, you'll be able to buy anything you want just use it well this time. <laughs> I think it was so we've been we've actually been friends now for um like a few months. I yeah. you and me met online in a in a like a dad's forum on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, and you and me have been friends for a while now. For I think that was in like November. And uh, one of the things that so I've I've been doing some research on you. Not creepy. <laughs> um, but one of the things that you said in at one point was that you know you wanted a hypercar. Oh so yeah, yeah. <laughs> you went and bought one. And then now you rent it out and it pays for itself. So like you figured out a way to kind of hack the lifestyle yeah. you wanted, which I thought was just genius, you know? Because I mean, how many, how many people want a boat, you know? And then they <laughs> could they could get that boat and maybe rent it out four or five times a a month and then have that boat paid for and be able to use it whenever they wanted. Yeah, yeah, I did that with the vehicle I bought. Um, and it was, you know what? I I, I wasn't gonna buy anything to be honest because I'm always very even though I have the means, I still don't like to spend it. Man, I, I still go to Walmart and buy my shirts, by the way. You know, like the, the $5 shirts I go. I only buy black and blue shirts, and that's honestly all I wear in my shorts. I might go to Old Navy or Adidas when they're on sale, like on the whole, like on the freaking uh, wholesale department they have over there at a mall near me. So My wife, um, makes, my wife <laughs> makes fun of me because I, I only wear jeans and black T-shirts, and she says that my, my closet is like one of those old, cartoons when they like open their closets all the same <laughs> set of clothes that's like me <laughs> hey man hey look I, I live in this area and it's nice and everybody here dresses all nice and, and then they see me driving you know so I, I have a few uh well a few vehicles um a few sports cars and then like the, the supercar um and when they see me coming out with shorts and sandals and a the, the hoodie they're like what the hell and, you know they're probably thinking is this a guy here to wash it or you're returning it and it's like oh, man, my fucking car <laughs> um, but it's just because you know I, I I and look buying a car, especially anything above the 150k mark, it's definitely not a sound investment. But <laughs> I, I did my homework, you know. I was like, all right, I had a plan. What can I do? Thankfully, there's this thing, Turo, um, and it's not you. You have to be careful too. I don't advise for everybody to do it, depending on your area. It's just, this is a high-end area, and and I knew. And let's just say I I screened the people that rented it as well as I could. Um, and yeah, you know, renting it four times a month at the price that I'm renting it not only pays for the, the car note, but the insurance. And like sometimes, uh, so far, at least since I've been doing this, I've been getting like an extra $300 a month from that. So I've been, I'm actually making money from the car right now. And you drive it, you know, 27 days out of the year. So yeah, uh, 27 yeah. days out of the month. So yeah, that's, I mean, just that kind of thinking, I feel like, everybody can learn from that. You know what I mean? Cause there's, there's going to be, I feel like everybody's, they're going to, they have things in life that they want and they need to figure out a way to get them to a lot of people. That just means, you know, saving up, you know, and then buying it outright. But you kind of, you kind of figured out a way that you could have that thing you wanted. Um, and, you know, and then turn, and then on top of it, you can monetize it. You can turn it into something else. I just think that that's a really cool way of thinking. Um, yeah, and you were part of the group. You know, you saw the heat I got too from some people like oh, you shouldn't buy that. And I'm like, well, look, I'm, I'm, I'm like doing a plan. And now I, I don't want to say it right now because it sounds kind of snotty of the times. But you know, like I'm in a position to maybe buy another one, uh, something else that I want. But hell yeah, man. No, I'm gonna hold on to it because I'm gonna hold on now because you know, giving me the market and everything. So, um, but guess what? Right now, because of what's going on, I already called my creditor and I told him, look, I'm not gonna be able to pay this, so we gotta restructure the deal, you know, so that I can pay you what I think I can. <laughs> I mean, I hope they're not listening, but no, I can pay. Them, but, um, Don't worry, so, nobody listens. You're yeah, fine. So, so I just like, basically I got them to lower the payment and, and and give me some other incentives, which you know what. Take advantage, man. Like, take advantage as much as you can because I can guarantee you everyone on the top is already taking advantage. Oh, um, yeah. It's, not, it's yeah. not of everything else. Yeah. You know, you just if you spend $150,000 on a car, there should be some benefits that come around with it, right? Yeah, crap. <laughs> thing cost me 173 But I got them to give me a 30K discount, too. So. It must be. How fun is it to drive, though? It's amazing, man. It's awesome. It, it's, it's one of the few things that I got that I really, you know, that I really love. And, hey, you know what, I'm, I'm also a single dad, dude. So, you know, to all my single parents out there, I definitely, you know, I would tell you, hey, have a little bit of fun. And, and I don't do a lot of things except, you know, driving my car or, like, some of the other things I do alone. But 
you know, if I get over at like some that. point. Fuck, I want to drive it. Me, so, <laughs> <laughs> if I had a car like that, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do much more than drive it either. To be honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, you know. Um. So, but anyway, going um back, I just wanted to touch on that real quick. But going back, so you, you were married to your wife, and then, um, you guys ended up getting a divorce. Yeah. And is that kind of when you ended up, you know, homeless? Yeah, so so basically what happened is uh, we lived in the same city in Irvine, and this you know this anyone that knows this area, um, not a lot of actually there's no crime. I think this is like the safest city in the states right now, um, for for like the third year or something. So you know we were, she was yelling, someone called the cops. They came in. Um, <laughs> this is a funny story too because I actually spoke to the cops and everything while, while we were driving to the the station like eight cops showed up because they had, i mean they literally have nothing here you get pulled over <laughs> for, a ticket for a traffic light and there's like nine of them um that's how safe this place is so you know he was like look if you call we would have taken her because um so basically what happened is she was the one that's throwing things at me and she admitted i didn't do anything to her but because obviously you know how it is you know when it comes to to that subject uh males actually get the the blunt right of the right um well they took me in i spent four days in there because it was a weekend so i had to spend an extra two days before the judge told me but then they dropped the case because there was no there was no evidence of any violence neither me or her um, uh, you know for her safety uh they placed a, a safety order whatever it's called and then, yeah i mean i ended up in the street um I'm a little proud, so I didn't really want to call my family. Um, so, yeah, I just, you know, I spent two days. It was winter, too, but winters here are not that bad. But, um, you know what, my brain kicked in in, in survival mode, and guess what? I, I uh, Thankfully, we had smartphones by then. I <laughs> Google, not even Google, like Craigslist, uh, Jobs. I had a, so I had a cable guy come to my house and install a cable like nine months ago, and, 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 he, was a, and he was a Navy guy. And I asked him, hey, dude, how do you how did you land this job? This is around the time where I wasn't really doing much. I was still, uh, you know, doing um, I guess low paying jobs. Uh, and I asked him, you know, he was like, hey, yeah, I make about a grand a week. And you know that that's when that like kicked in. And <laughs> I called him. He got me an interview. It was fairly easy to get the job. But um, I had a cousin who worked at Hertz, the, the car company, rental company. She got me a rental for a month for I think like eighty two bucks a week or something like that. Something ridiculous. It was cheap. <laughs> like a nice little sonata you know, the sixteen, yeah. And um dude, I stepped in that car for the first month because you needed a truck or something to, to work in that place, but the guy was cool enough that he allowed me to do do the training. The training was for about a month. So they allowed me to train, I was still working for them, I was getting paid. I was sitting in the car because I didn't really need a place to go. And then whatever money I got, I was giving it to, I was giving it to, to my ex-wife. So uh, you know, she was with the kids um, until I got a truck, started working full time. And, you know, once you get a taste of money, man, it, it's, you know, because I was making like 1200 a couple of times I made like two grand in a week. And, and uh, you know, at that time for me, that was a lot. <laughs> So that's a lot for anybody. <laughs> yeah, and plus you don't need no college or anything. I mean, you're just installing cable, internet, and then you know, and that's it. So um, yeah, man. I after that, I, I, I well, I was like, okay, I'm learning this much. What am I gonna do if I rent a place? Everything here is very expensive. Um, so instead of that, what I did is I saved some of that. I gave some of that to my ex-wife. I was happy. I mean, I was working till like 7 or 8 p.m. anyway, sometimes 9 p.m. So what, I'm going to rent a place to go sleep for six hours, wake up, and then go back to work. To me, it just, logistically, it made no sense. So on the weekends, I got the kids, so I would rent a hotel, and then we would stay there. That's just a practical, practical way to think about that, too. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's the same situation, but it, it is practical. So I feel um, like most people would just be, like, that would be the first thing, you know what I mean? It's like, I got to get a home. No, no that, that and then you were just yeah. like, nah, I don't really need one. Fuck it. <laughs> no, because I mean, fuck it. I was, I was making, I mean, a lot of money for that time, and and, and I, 
you know, I, I, again, I had really no debt, so I was just saving it, and half of that went to them. Um, <laughs> so yeah, a year went by like that. Not, not, not even because I couldn't afford it. I just, I just didn't think I needed it. Because again, I spent six hours of my day to go to sleep or not to sleep. So um, that's how that went, actually. <laughs> um, until I got full custody of the kids, and then I was like, all right, you know, it's time to kick it overdrive. We need to make more. And then uh, my my two older kids who are autistic, they, they just needed more help. So I was like, all right, you know, I need to find a way to, to make sure I'm home more. And that's when I decided to go into finance and things like that. And, you know, just started learning really on my own. I got to, to be honest, for that next job I got, I actually lied. <laughs> I told the guy I knew more. <laughs> He just really liked my personality, um, but but it, it's just, and you know, I've met a lot of people like that. It, it's to me was, look, if I don't know it, I don't care. I will fucking learn somehow. So I went home after I got the job, started Googling everything I could, watched YouTube videos, <laughs> and whatever I understood, I asked in a way that it didn't sound like I was dumb. Um, and what, jo- what job was this? I got a job that's, uh, so, so he... Uh, basically, like it's like it's uh, uh, how do I put it? Information officer. So, um, for because he had a lot of companies, and um, and basically I was helping him. So there was a mortgage side, a real estate side, there was a business side, like like business consulting, business lending, and then he also had in, in a technology side where where he basically developed um, software for companies. So so he. And I learned a lot from this guy because cause he he had it he had the vision that I wanted to have. He, all his companies led to something, right? They all interconnected, and they all took advantage of the other one. Um, so basically, I was in charge of uh, it was just me and him and whatever whoever he had to independent to help him um, trying to thrive and get more business to create more business. And I was in the in the technology side and, and the lending for mortgage. Um, so I just basically picked everything. When real estate, I picked the mortgage, I picked the the lending and business. Uh, I'd like to point out how absurd it is that you were giving out loans for people to live in houses when, like, a few, you know, maybe a year <laughs> before that, you were like, eh, I don't really need a house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but you know, that was just like it was just a good opportunity because I, I learned a lot. But but through that. In working all those hours, because for this one I was working a lot more. Um, you know, after that I understood, okay, you know, th- there's nothing these people are doing that I can't do, in terms of 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 how they structure things. Um, yes, I still lack the the experience and maybe some of the connections, but that's something I can I can get. You know, it wasn't really that hard for me to to see that okay I could get here, if not maybe a little bit bigger. Um, so yeah, man. After that, I was like, all right, let's, you know, let's do my own thing, and yeah, it's been it's been pretty good ever since. And was that the around the time that you decided, like, okay, now this is, like, you know, I want to be done with this by thirty. Yeah, yeah, that was exactly two years ago. When, two years. I want yeah. everybody to take a second and realize how much they've failed because this dude retired in two years, and you all are still struggling. <laughs> it was about two years ago when um, I just started. Well, number one, it caught my attention because I saw this couple that did it, and you know, it just made sense for me and how they did it. And I was like, you know what, I can do that. Um, and, and started putting together a plan. And you know, I, again, I can't emphasize enough the no debt thing. So just it's it, it's because I had no debt, dude, that really allowed me to do this. If I had debt, like a mortgage, power payments, or credit cards and loans and all this stuff, it, it would be impossible. But not having any debt, you know, like aside from my bills, like my my you know daily living bills or monthly bills, I, like it was possible. Like okay, you know, we can do this. I also made the right calls in certain things that I did. Like I, well, we we met when I we talked about the the Tesla stock thing. Um, which I invested like back when I was in the military still, so it was a lot of years ago. Um, when I knew, I didn't even know what investing was. I just 
Tesla sounded kind of cool, so I bought stock in them. Because <laughs> um, I got a severance paid because I was I got hurt, so I got a severance paid, and all that money really went into that. Um, but you know what? I, I sort of forgot about it, so I left it there. <laughs> and lo and behold, you know, when I actually dove into the investing thing, and boom, I cashed out. I cashed out nicely. Uh, but a lot of people, I mean, I lost money too, so it's not like you, you know, it's all pretty. Right. Um, um, but yeah, just because of all those things, I was able to to be here now, and now I'm full time at home and kind of focusing on that. That's awesome. With, what um, advice would you give to someone who's maybe um, not where you were five years ago, where you were debt free? But what what would kind of advice would you give to somebody who has started off on kind of a more normal path. They have, you know, a couple cars, they have some credit card, they have a house and um, they have this debt and they want to start kind of moving in the direction of being, you know, retired in, in five, 10 years. Yeah. Well, number one is I would say become obsessed with your budget, like daily. I still do that every day on a piece of paper. I mean, I have software that I use, but Daily, I'll get a paper and I'll add what I have, how much do I need. And even if I go over that at the end of the month, it doesn't matter. It's still sort of a, a holistic thing that I have now, a religious thing. Like I just, you know, I have to look at the numbers. Um, because the, the more the more you know where you are, like what, what are you getting in that's projecting? Not some, I mean, that you actually have. Not something that you're projecting to get, but something that you actually have. Um, and from there, budgetize, you know, how much you really need for food. How much um, are you spending on going out to eat? Even till this day, I, I don't really spend money on going out to eat a lot. I mean, I'll order here and there, but most of the food I got, I mean, I, I learned how to cook. I had to, you know? <laughs> so, um, that's, probably my gra- that's probably my greatest weakness. I spend all my money on food pretty much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're not the only one. So um, that, I mean... You know, maybe you're going now. Like, have fun, okay? But what I did look is five years ago, I was like, okay, what do I want to do? This is way off retirement plans. I just wanted to be independent, and I knew that independent meant not having any debt because all that money that you're not spending on bills, on extra bills, it's really more income for you. And if you're like every other worker, you know, you should be getting a raise. You're doing a good job, okay? Demand a raise, you know? Like go and yeah. ask for a race or, or perhaps look for, um, you know, a company that will give you that opportunity. Um, so that too, and, and you know, essentially, if for me, it's, I was like, okay, in five years, where do I want to be? My goal was no debt. So I, in five years, I said no debt, and that's it. That, that's my only goal right now. So that's exactly what I did. Um, I reached it a little bit before that, but once that was done and I landed this, this job that, you know, kind of, propelled me to the next level, um, I, I knew I was good because, dude, all this extra money came, and I think my total bills were maybe three grand a month. So, you know, I got to keep almost 85% of my income <laughs> on nothing, you know. And so, yeah, it, it's the, that that would be the number one thing, and that's the number one lesson I learned because I was horrible at controlling debt, too, before. Um, you know, I, I bought cars that I didn't need to. I... I move to places that we didn't really have to or but things that weren't necessary. Um, I'm not saying don't have fun, but if you really want to do it, lock yourself up, have a plan two, three, four, five years, whatever you can and just stuck to it. If you can do that, you'll see, you know, you'll get there. I mean, that's really the number one thing. And then the number two thing would be um, – Whatever investments you decide to do, make sure you're, you're getting, like you're doing your own homework. Um, a lot of people, including myself, um, you know, you trusted in certain people or maybe certain companies and, and then either you lost your money or it didn't grow. And I put the fall on me because I didn't really understand what the company was doing or the person, where, where my money go, was going. So that's, that's the number two thing. If you have a little bit of money to spend, and actually I have a lot of, friends or ex-military people that always approach me and ask me, hey, dude, how did you, 
how did you make this money? You know, I want to do the same thing. And they think it was an overnight thing. And they went and told them, no, dude, it was really like long thing, five years plus. And really the key was no debt. And they go like, wait, what? <laughs> like, I, you can't skip and make $400,000 in, in the stock. You know, like you have to, you have to go through some, there's some problems because guess what? We're, we're, I don't want to say regular people. We're just, we're just, you know, a blue collar workers, right? So, we don't have a hundred grand, a hundred grand, and working at um, in our bank to, to go out and invest. If you really want to make a big den in some kind of stock, you know, I would say you need at least two hundred k just to break that two twenty grand a year in dividends. If if you're smart enough, right? So it's not like everybody does it. I know a lot of people who are been in this field for a long time and they barely cracked that. Um, so. That's it. I mean, control your debt because I think that is your number one source of, of income because you're not using it. It's just for you. And then after a few years, when you see your money grow, or it's called you know compounding, right? Uh, meaning it, it'll grow over time. Um, seek some help from people that might know, and then do your own homework. And then from there on, you know. Now, now we know anybody can invest, right? <laughs> You're right. Like before well, that's you have the to thing pay. is, a couple now even a couple can. years ago, even not that many years ago, I didn't like growing up when I was, you know, when I got out of high school, I had literally no idea. I thought that to invest in the stock market, you needed to be like a special, a special person. I had no idea. No one had ever taught me anything about the stock market, investing. Now you can't. I mean, you can't go anywhere on the internet without tripping over someone trying to give you a stock tip. Exactly. <laughs> but then again, remember the people that make money during a good market. It doesn't mean they're smarter. It just means that they're in a good market. Right. I mean, who, who didn't make money in the last probably three years? Right. Um. So it really comes down to like times like these where you're taking advantage. For example, I, I, I you know, my opinions weren't, weren't so popular, like, when this whole thing started, when I decided to sell some of my positions, because people were like, how oh, are you going to sell? Are you going to miss out? Yeah, I missed out on two weeks of a good market, because what? I didn't lose any money. I actually got to keep everything plus whatever I earned, while all these other people lost, like, 200 plus thousand dollars. So, you know, you have to go with, with, that's why, and you see it on my post, is Go with what you think is right, man. Like, I can give you some advice and some tips that work for me, but at the end, you have to do your own thing and you have to do your own homework. How comfortable are you with taking this risk? Because um, if you lose that money, you know, you're not going to get it back. And you right. have to be willing to accept that. So um, that, 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 those are probably the top three things that I would say. Um, real estate, although right now it's not the greatest thing, but right now, see, right now it's the next few months probably this year is going to be a great opportunity for people to buy not only stocks but real estate real estate is already dropping and like even here it's dropping because no one's going to buy no everybody wants to hold on to the cash and guess what that's, that's usually you can take advantage of it. um you don't have to buy a house you know anybody that bought a house last year great for them or the next or the past three years good for you i mean you have a home but you know what if you would have waited a little bit more, and yeah, it's hard to anticipate what was going to happen, but this type of cycle where, where there's a down, it's cyclical. It's always going to happen. It's a capitalist market, so you can you can be for sure, dude, that the market will crash at some point. I so, actually was a, I was the last or no, it's been two years now. We were actually evicted, not evicted, but our landlord decided to sell our house. Yeah, um, the house we were living in. And they gave us 60 days to move, and we had a pit bull. Um, and I don't know if you have ever had a pit bull, but trying to find a place to rent with a pit bull is almost impossible. Yeah, it's just hard. <laughs> um, so we, within, within 60 days, we bought a house. Um, pretty much, we went, we went out, we got the loan, we got the house. And, you know, the whole time after we got it all done, that's exactly, that was the first thing I said was, like, in a couple of years, in an, you know, because we had been coming off of like an eight-year market where the market had done nothing but grow. There was yeah. no correction. It was like the, the most unprecedented growth period in history. Um, you know, and I was like, you know, I'm, I was excited and we got a good deal, but it was like, you know, in a couple of years, if we had waited, if we didn't weren't forced into this, 
you know, we probably could have gotten a much better deal. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. And you know what? Like, for example, with my own experience is the car. If I would have waited till now, I would have got that car for 30 grand <laughs> less. So, you know, I didn't even follow my own advice. That was more of a of a thing I really wanted to do. Right? So, but but still, it's the same thing, you know. It's 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 we learned and um for for you know for people that are looking to buy, make sure. You, so there's there's calculators out there that are free, where you can see does it really make sense to rent if you, if you live in a nice not even a nice but an apartment complex that, that handles everything. The only thing you got to pay is your rent. And your utilities. Um, to me, that I hate fixing things. I'm not the, the like I can, I can do things, but I, I fuck I don't want to do them. Like if I replace the bulbs, they replace the, the filters, they replace everything or anything I want. And, and to me, that's more valuable than doing it myself and having my own home. So, plus my rent, it's uh, still a lot less than if I were to buy a house. So that just makes more sense for me right now. Um, now, if you can manage to pay your house in the 30 years, given that you don't refinance, but, you know, the numbers don't run, like, almost every American in re, uh, refinances their home within the next seven years. Right. And it's stick with all too. Like, you know, we do it often because they're always either lowering the rates or you want to take money out of your account, out of your house because it's yours. But guess what? You're, you're, now you're tacking uh, interest that expands over 30 years. So, so basically, every time you refinance, even if you paid five or ten years down, now you're adding more to that loan and redoing it for another thirty. Right. So you're extending the life of your loan forever, forever. That's why, at least within the last twenty years, there's not a lot of people own their home. So, and those are things that we don't get taught. You know, nobody teaches us that. So, th- those are things that you kind of have to. Hopefully, you can you can get around and learn yourself. But. Owning versus renting, it doesn't always, you don't always have to own unless it's the right time. And, and to me right now, the next few years will be the right time. Um, we, uh, we, we recently actually got rid of pretty much all of our debt. We paid off both our cars. We've gotten rid of all of our credit card debt. Um, and so right now we're living on pretty much just the mortgage and like the, you know, the normal bills that you have to pay to survive. Yeah. Um, and I can tell you that it is like the greatest weight that's ever been lifted off my shoulders. It's like I, I like I can't even describe what it what it feels like to not be looking at the calendar every day to just think like oh god what you know wh- oh crap what money's coming out tomorrow you know because I was not good with money I was really bad with money saving money and stuff um, and a couple of years ago I kind of made a decision that I wouldn't be bad with money anymore. Um, and I started yeah. focusing on doing that and paying off that debt and just making that a priority. And so for anyone who's just on the fence and who doesn't even want to retire, doesn't have any interest in, in investing or anything like that, just paying off your debt and getting rid of it is so freeing and just feels so nice that I would suggest doing it anyways. It's just such a good feeling. It is, man. And, you know, not having that stress and you hit a keynote right there, it's huge. It's, you know, the strength that comes with not knowing what this world is going to be like because you decided to perhaps buy something that maybe you could have waited off. Um, you know, it's huge. And, and again, it doesn't apply to everyone. Not everyone will like that idea. And, and I definitely don't tell you to follow my example or yours. I mean, at the end, you have to decide what you want to do. Um, maybe you have a new way of approaching it, right? The independence and making your own. But at the end, you know, just have a plan, and, and I think if you can stick to it, um, you'll be fine. And then along the lines, you're going to learn new things too. So that's basically I'm always learning things, and I'm always looking for opportunities. Um, but even when I didn't have all this, I was still always looking for opportunities to like, you know, expand on what I, what I did. Right. It's not necessarily like anything is anything has changed. It's just kind of accumulated. Yeah, I'm like nothing special. Like like you said, I like, like I was I wasn't bad in school, but I wasn't exactly you know the best. Um, that's why I knew school just wasn't for me. I always wanted an education. Don't get me wrong. As a personal thing, I wanted to at least have an associate and um, one out a bachelor some someday. But um, it, it just it just wasn't the right time for me. And 
I, I tell my kids not only you have to study and really think because there's nothing else you want to have this, but at the end they're going to have to decide. Okay, I think I can take um, a food, but um, then again, go through the military. It's not a bad experience. And then three to four years, five years of your life, um, if you're young enough and you come out, you know, hopefully you, you kept the best things and, you know, from there on make it grow. Right, uh, not only money wise, but as a person, I guess. And, and, and I mean, it's really all we can hope for, right? Because like, eventually we'll all get old. <laughs> and, and, and whatever I have, whatever someone else doesn't have, or whatever someone else has and I don't, it really doesn't matter. You know, so, like, try to enjoy the best, uh, as best as you can, I guess, your life. And, and do what you can to make it feel better. Financial independence is just that important, or at least having and not living on the side road. It's just that honestly, it's crucial because you know my marriage pretty much it didn't break because of that, but it contributed a lot to it. Um, and I think a lot of people can relate to that. You know, a lot of the fights that we have as when married, when you're married, it's if you're strangling for money, it's it's usually because of that. It just brings that out of stress on top of whatever other problems you guys might have. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No. It's always a. It's always when you don't have money. It's always in the back of your mind. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's just. And honestly, I, I don't want to sound like a shitty person, but I always felt like my ex used to hold me back in terms of, of that because she would spend a lot <laughs> where I didn't really spend too much because it wasn't like my focus. But um, lo and hold behold, right? As soon as I, I got, I mean, I. I I became single, like, fuck, now I started seeing where my money went. Because <laughs> I didn't prioritize, you know, going to Target or all this crap. Not to talk shit about women. I know some women are great, but, um, <clears throat> you know, but at least that, that's sort of what my problem was in terms of the money point. Yeah. I, I Like any other guy, I think, I didn't really pay attention. My paycheck, she managed it. You know, I just worked. My job was to put foot on the table and it didn't work. And I didn't really question where the money went to, but I should. <laughs> right. Yeah. No. If you had, yeah, you probably should have questioned it uh, earlier on. Yeah. Um, yeah. But hindsight's twenty twenty. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Hey, you know, there's always an opportunity to learn. So. How are you going to teach your kids about money? Well, if you we, were... yeah, we started already. So. Oh, did you? How old are you? Yeah. How yeah. So I have a teenager, a 14-year-old, I have a 12-year-old, then I have an 8-year-old. Now, mind you, the two older ones are autistic. They're, um, you know, they have their own complications, I guess. But they're, I bring it to them in a way that I understand. And you know what? I'll be honest. A lot of the things that I've done in terms of money has always been, I guess, for those for them too. There's the, the, the fear that comes to especially your special needs parent is, is you know, what's going to happen after you're gone. Um, and, and, and the things that maybe I have seen or other people can, can have seen uh, how older adults with special needs get treated, right? It's, it's not. So it, it, I guess if I could make their lives a little easier, then fuck you. That was a drive, that was a, a, a drive for me. I was like, you know what? I need to give them something um, so that they don't have to worry about that part at least. You know? And, yeah, and, that's a, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, so that, that was number one. I think after I became a parent, I, I sort of mature a lot. And I know that's just me. I mean, not everybody does it, but but I, you know what? I, I had my faults in that too, and and perhaps I I could have definitely could have done better. But that was the number one drive. And um, what I'm teaching them now is um, one of them is really good at math. The other one's really good with technology. So. Yeah, you know what? I opened up some accounts and some savings accounts, and we're going over math and we're going over bills. Basically, they get like um, they get a little allowance, like five bucks every 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 uh, end of the week if they do all their shit. Not only at home but at school. Yeah. Okay. As long as they get good fucking shit, and, be, and that's something I will tell parents is, dude, be involved with the school. Like, you don't have to go to the PTA meetings or any of that shit. I don't. But communicate with the teachers. And, and, you know, get a report, like, get to know what the hell your kids are doing at the end of the week. Um, you know, you don't have to sit with them and study all the time, but knowing what's going on at the end of the week will, will help you tons. Because um, for them, 
uh, just seeing that you're interested in their lives a little bit other than perhaps, hey, buddy, you're doing a good job, it comes along with it. So um, that's something that I'm doing now, like, or I've been doing, you give them five bucks. Because I don't buy any other toys for Christmas or any of that crap anymore. I stopped doing that like three years ago. Basically, whatever they earned, uh, I opened a few accounts for them, and they have an option. You know, how do you do it? And whatever choice you make, you have to, you know, um, basically swallow the consequences, whether it's positive or negative. Uh, my approach is a little out there, but it's just, for me, it was crucial to teach all three of them independence, regardless of disability or not. Yeah, I think I don't think that sounds out there at all. I think that sounds extremely smart, honestly. So, um, but they they still you know they're still allowed to be kids. Um, I just structure for me wasn't important, and that's something I picked up in the military. Just having a structure, meaning you know, for the older ones, I have to be a little more rigid. But like you know, hey, you wake up at this time, or you know, you wake up, you do this, you do this, this you're gonna do this at this time. It just helps them too, because. If it becomes a habit for them, when they grow older, you know, they're going to try to, to structure their lives as much as they can. And it just it will help them tons even at school. Um, that's something I did pick up from people at, uh, you know, the graduating stuff, how rigid they were with their schedule, right? Like they had a time to study, they had a time to do this, and I sort of learned from them too about those, uh, about those things. So, yeah, you know, like at the end of the month, we decide, do I want to buy this toy and or game, whatever, and blow my whole 20 bucks, or do I want to save it at the end of the year and buy something I really want? So now they got the concept. You know, if you save it, you make it grow. Uh, for whatever you make it grow, hey, you know, I can actually get something a lot nicer at the end of the year. And then, you know, that that's pretty much what they do now. <laughs> <laughs> that's um, awesome. And then, you know, like, you don't have to buy this game because you can there's tons of things for free now, you know? All these games are for free now. So, oh, yeah. You know? I know, it's crazy. It's, a, it's an amazing time to be a kid, isn't it? <laughs> it is, man. I mean, you, you have it, it, you have all these tools now. It, yes, it does suck because there's a lot of things that I don't always like, but, but I think it is a good time because if we teach them, not even teach them, but if we just allow them to utilize the tools that they have, I think they'll be they'll be just fine. Um, oh, I I agree. I think I think that the kids of today are gonna, you know, I think that they're gonna do incredible things coming forward. I I mean, with as amazing as things have gotten over the last, you know, even since I was a kid, and if things keep progressing at that same rate, I mean, I can't imagine the kind of world we're gonna live in in fifty years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully for the better, but. Yeah, I mean, it's there's just a lot of tools that we have now, you know. Like, dude, uh, my son, the the middle one, who's um, he's autistic too, but he has more of a he has more social skills than the other one, but he also has the ADHD. Um, but he, he's a beast when it comes to coding, and that's, I didn't teach him that. He just learned that on his own. I mean, he was watching watching videos and doing so. Uh, one of the, the science teachers approached me. He was like, "Hey, can can we send your son into competitions for coding? Because you know he was designing these games and these videos that I didn't even know. <laughs> he was designing free games and free things for for uh, for the school, and uh, so much so that um, like he got a, a um, an invitation from Microsoft and stuff like that to do some of their programs. And again, you know, it, it just shows." It, 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 you really can do a lot of things, at least here in the States. Okay, because I've lived in other countries, and I'm also a minority, so I lived in that side of the uh, the world, too. And, and I can guarantee you, man, people outside of here don't have as many opportunities as we have here. Um, not only from a job perspective or income, but a safety net perspective, meaning that if you don't have any money, you know, there's such thing as welfare, you have Medicaid, if you don't have insurance, yeah, it's not always great. Nothing's perfect, but we do have a lot of possibilities. You just have to try to take advantage of them as best you can. But if what if if you're happy, and I'm not saying everybody has to be has to be um, rich or have a lot of money. If you're perfectly fine having what you have, then what is to you? Because you know you have something that a lot of people don't, which is being happy with what they have. But but we just have a lot of opportunity here and. and 
you know, we're Americans, we're not taking advantage of it, right? So, Damn right. I teach them that, and I do tell them, like, like this is because I took them to where my mom's, uh, where my mom's from, in South America and Peru, and I showed them, like, look, like these kids on the streets here, man, and at least here you have shelters and shit. They don't have that over there. So, you know, it, it's like, look, you know, like, realize what you have. You can go to college here and have a lot of debt, sure, but it's like debt that you know. Just like if you go in the military, you know, if you get the point, well, fuck you. It, it, it just comes with the job, you know? Right. You're, you know you know exactly what you're getting into. So, um, just that, you know, like, just, just understand the massive opportunities that we have here and, and like, you know, we all struggle. I mean, not all of us struggle, but some people will struggle more than others. But you still have a chance to get out of that and do something that makes sense for you. You know, not for others, but for you. Like whatever makes you happy, do exactly that. I guess. Yeah, no, I I, I completely agree. I think, uh, you know, we we have more opportunity than most people in the world will ever have, and you know, just in you can always, I don't know, I feel like everybody has the opportunity to get to where they want to be if they just, if they focus and they try and they, you know, accept that sometimes you fail, but you just pull yourself up and you do it again and again and again. And eventually, if you're stubborn enough, you can get to where you need to be. Yeah, I mean, I think so. And, and again, you know, defining something I also learned lately or not, not too long ago is that defining what success means, it, it doesn't always mean money or things. Success right. could be you having your home, you finally maybe getting the job that you wanted, you finally perhaps paying off that car. Um, um, success is a lot of things, but whatever makes your life easier and in your mind, you know, happy, that's what really success is about. It doesn't always have to be you doing what others are doing. And I think once I realized that, it's when I started, when things got easier too, because then I wasn't like fighting to try to, to be something for someone else or, or trying to convince people of this and that. I was just like, you know what, I'm going to do what I'm going to do. And and if it fucking works out, it works out. If it doesn't, oh my. <laughs> well, Daniel, thank you so much for coming on today. I really appreciate it. No problem. Good talking and, to you. Uh, <laughs> um, and, yeah, I look forward to hearing more from you. And, um, you know, if I can ever do anything for you, let me know. Sounds good, brother. No problem. Have a great no problem. Night. Night. You too, man. Have a good night. Bye. Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed my talk with Daniel. I hope you learned something. Um, If you would like to continue to listen to my podcast, please do me a favor and subscribe. Also, if you could do me another favor and leave me a good review, that's a five star or a four star, please do. I would really appreciate it. Um, The more I get, the more I can spread my message. So thank you very much. Hope you all have a great night.